Mild. All right, we're going to bring this meeting back to order. Okay, welcome to the Queen Anne's County Commissioner's meeting. This is a public meeting that is being aired live on our local cable television station, QAC-TV7. These media broadcasts provide county citizens an opportunity to watch and review our scheduled public meetings. In addition to our live audience this evening, we are providing remote options for citizens to watch and participate in commissioner meetings. Citizens may watch our meeting live on our website at qac.org live or on our television channel, BreezeLine Channel 7 and High Definition Channel 507. Citizens may also participate by joining the live Zoom meeting by going to qac.org slash public comment. And citizens may also email comments to publiccomment at qac.org. Comments received will be summarized during the press and public comment period on this evening's agenda. We acknowledge everyone's participation and by attending you acknowledge that this session is both recorded and aired. Press and public comment will be taken and is limited to three minutes per person. If you do care, care to speak, please sign the sheet on the information table in our lobby. Comments longer than three minutes may be submitted in writing for the commissioner's review. We will now stand and be led in the Pledge of Allegiance by Commission President Jim Moran. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. If you can remain standing for a moment of silence for all of our veterans that have served this nation so diligently. Thank you very much. All right, commissioners, that brings us to the approval of today's agenda. So our agenda for today's tonight's meeting, April 25th, along with the regular minutes, the closed session minutes, and the roads board minutes from April 11th, along with the budget work session minutes from April 13th, have been submitted, circulated for your review. Do we have any additions and or corrections? Uh, make a motion to amend tonight's agenda to include two additional desk items. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. Motion to approve the agenda as amended and all the minutes as submitted. Second. We have a motion and a second on this item. Any discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you, commissioners. All right. We just had a uh, closed session under the general provisions article section 3305B1 to discuss uh, boards and commissions. And I believe we have uh, we have four boards and commissions with some appointments uh, I believe we want to make this evening. So first up, we had uh, the Bike and Pedestrian Committee. Uh, I move to appoint Kyle Lee to fill the vacancy on the Bicycle and Pedestrian Advisory Board. This term will expire on February 28th, 2026. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion on this item? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. <clears throat> all right, next up we had the Board of License Commissioners, a.k.a. the Liquor Board. I move to appoint Lynn Mason to fill the vacancy on the Board of License Commissioners, a.k.a. Liquor Board. This term will expire on June 30th of 2027. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. All right, next we have the Ethics Commission. 
A move to appoint Robin Lanham from an alternate alternate member to a member with a term expiring December 31st, 2024. I also move to appoint Mark Cassia from a member to an alternate member with a term expiring May 1st, 2028. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Approved? All the above. Right. Thank you, Commissioners. And lastly, we have the Travel and Tourism Advisory Committee. I move to reappoint Catherine Bonner, Dolores Jones, and Michelle Pringle, and appoint new committee members Mary Jo McCullough, Kelly Phipps, and Ashley Geneva, as recommended by the Travel and Tourism Advisory Committee nominating subcommittee for a term of two years beginning April 1st, 2023, and ending April 30th, 2025. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. Here we go. Thank you, Commissioners. That's all we had for boards and commissions. We can now move into uh, press and public comments. All right, thank you for taking time to express your views to the County Commissioners. Comments are limited to three minutes per person. Comments longer than three minutes may be submitted in writing. <clears throat> this commission respects your desire and right to convey your message freely. When you come forward, please speak clearly at the standing microphone. State your name, your address, and your topic of interest. And in keeping with the dignity of the office, we ask that all views be expressed in a respectful and civil manner. Okay, uh, first on the list is uh, Ms. Henrietta. Hi, my name's Genevieve Henrietta. I live um, 116 Congressional Drive, and I'm here to talk about um, plastic-free QAC. So, good afternoon, my name is Genevieve Henrietta, and I've lived in Queen Anne's County all my life, and I'm a junior at Ken Island High School. Since my freshman year, I've been a student leader with the Chesapeake Bay Foundation and a regular volunteer with Ken Island Beach Cleanups. I'm also a member of my school's green group and an intern with Plastic Free QAC. As long as I can remember, I've been taught about cleaning up the Chesapeake Bay. As part of our county's curriculum, I've regularly had sections dedicated to learning about the Chesapeake Bay and have gone on numerous field trips to see firsthand about the issues affecting our Chesapeake Bay. And I, like many other students, have come to care deeply about the Bay's health. As part of the solution for eliminating plastics from the water, through my volunteer work, work with Ken Island Beach Cleanup, I regularly found plastic bags, many with local branding, along the shores, wet, wetland areas, and parking lots. I can only imagine how many end up directly in the bay. Last fall, I asked to help Plastic Free QAC with their mission to have businesses stop using single-use plastic bags in the county. I personally reached out to several businesses to gain their support and was surprised and encouraged to find that they were very willing to sign on. I then asked fellow students in my classes if they would support the petition. Um, every single student I asked readily signed the petition. I'm here today to personally submit these 65 signatures in support of the petition to eliminate single-use plastic bags in our county. I know everyone here wants a vibrant, healthy bay for us to continue and enjoy for generations to come. Please take this small step while making a huge difference. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Would you. you like to say your names and are you affiliated with, go ahead. You wanna... 
Say your name and my name is William Fache. My name is Caden Latshaw. I'm not really affiliated with these, but I've done a lot of beach cleanups. I'm an AP environmental student, and uh, this is a huge problem. And Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the effort. Okay. Uh, next, we have uh, Bente Cooney. I'm Benta Cooney with Plastic Free QAC, and I live at 735 uh, Oyster Cove Drive in Graysonville, Maryland. And I just want to say what, how proud we are of, of Genevieve and the students who have signed all these petitions. Uh, I just wanted to briefly to mention what segments of Maryland already has passed such a bill. Uh, it, you can call it the bad bag ban, but we prefer to call it BYOB, bring your own bag, because that really is a more optimistic and more positive, um, uh, I guess, uh, way of saying it. So anyway, Baltimore City passed it back in 21. Baltimore County passed it this year, February, and it'll be effective later this year. Chestertown, of course, did it back in 2012. College Park did it this year, and it's effective uh, in September this year. Easton passed it last year, and it was already implemented this month. Uh, Howard County uh, did it in 2020. Laurel in 2022. Montgomery County in 2012. Salisbury passed it in 22, and it's effective in July of 23 this year. Uh, Tacoma Park in 2016 and Westminster in 2021. Now there's action on many levels, many different areas, and Arundel County has had several work sessions and are expected to vote next week. Prince George's County passed out of committee and to the full council. Then we have municipalities, Hyattsville, Greenbelt, they're in drafting process. Laurel has added a minimum of 10 cents charge for their already existing bill, but they wanted to have the 10 cents charge for paper bags because to make it really effective. Uh, Frederick City has conducted multiple hearings, Annapolis is under discussion, and Centerville, our very own Centerville, is expected to introduce it in May. Thank you. So, a question real quick. Yes. Your, your single source or, uh, or single use plastics, what, can you tell the public what that would cover? Uh, it's a carry-out bags, and it covers when we go to the grocery store and any other store. Uh, there are exceptions. Salisbury is a good is a good bill, and I believe that's the one that's going to be the the basic sample uh, or example here in Centerville. Um, but there are exceptions for like meat and and fish and things that absolutely need plastic. I mean, we can't. So it's this complete. doesn't, like in the restaurants, plastic cups, plastic straws? Is no, it? this is strictly bags. Just Carry bags. out shopping bags okay. this time around. <laughs> Thank you. So Thank you. does a business buy uh, paper bags by 100 or 500 or 1,000? Yes, they would buy whatever they feel they need, so, so and customers that? would pay 10 cents so how much per bag. how bags of paper bags? I don't know how much it costs, but the idea is that we, as customers, pay 10 cents, and it goes straight to the retailer. Not, no tax, four nothing. Cents. It's just simply a but, fee but for that paper bag. Four I buy, I buy a lot of bags. Four, four, four cents, cents for per paper bag? Yeah, give or take, yeah. 
And what you uh, will find, hopefully, is that people then remember to bring their reusable bags right. because once they have to pay for it, then, oh, wait a minute, let me go back in the car and get the bag. Everybody has a ton of these things in their <laughs> closet or in their trunk. They just forget to bring them in. I would be time. interested. I would be interested to see if, if we went back to the choice of paper or plastic. I'd be willing to bet more and more people, because they've had the choice of paper or plastic, would take paper. Yeah, I bet you're right. I just remember that we used to have paper bags and no plastic bags, right. and then we were killing too many trees, right. so right. then we went to plastic bags, and look where we're at. Mm -hmm. so. Back in the 50s, we had no pla single-use plastic, and we got along somehow. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. That's all I have. Uh, Sign up, willing to speak. Would anybody else like to speak? Seeing none, we'll close the press and public comment. That's from Margie. All right, commissioners, we can move into our presentations portion of tonight's agenda. First, we have uh, uh, Delmarva Power and Light Capital Project Update. Mr. Don King is here, and I think he has a presentation for us. Uh, that's the presentation. Oh, there's only um, only on the screen. You, yeah, yeah, come on, on up here. Yeah. Don, yeah. I'm old school, so that you don't look anything like the Don King I knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times. Okay. Promoter. Yeah. So good afternoon. Um, we were requested to come here and speak. Um, I assume you guys just want an update on the capital projects in the sure. area and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of so. activity going on in the county, and okay. we might as well hear it from those that are doing it. So I'm Donald King. I'm a senior engineer in the Centerville office. Um, Catherine Shinsky is also here. She's our uh, supervisor of distribution coordination in the uh, Centerville office. Um, you can go to the next slide. Who's got the clicker? Should be right here. Yeah, right here. All right. So we got a couple couple projects in progress. Our uh, 6755 transmission line rebuild from Y Mill substation in Arrows. I'm sure many of you have seen the the tall steel poles going up down there in the Graysonville area. Um, our narrow substation construction project, which is going on across from the promenade, Queenstown substation construction project, and I'm going to go over some um, couple ongoing reliability projects and upcoming reliability projects. All right, so our transmission line rebuild, um, this is a uh, 12 and a half mile rebuild. It's going to go from our uh, narrow substation there in Y Mills, that's, uh, or sorry, Y Mills substation there. It sits right there on 50. Um, and our targeted energization date is from is in June of 2023. Uh, the purpose of this rebuild is due to the the growth on the island and whatnot and load growth. Um, we needed to upgrade our wire size. So along with the upgraded wire size, also comes upgraded poles and whatnot. So just out of curiosity, could those have gone back onto wooden poles? Or is it because the cable's so much heavier? You, the cable's heavier, okay. and those wooden poles just don't meet right. current standards. Right. Yes. So, mm. any questions? Mm -mm. Uh, we have our Queenstown substation construction ongoing. Go um, this is on Greenspring Road. This is uh, the current status of it. So you can see our, um, our uh, breaker building going up there. Um, this is a reliability project. Uh, this, the purpose of it is to um, further split our distribution feeders into smaller segments, smaller customer counts. Um, in the uh, Queenstown uh, and Graysonville areas. Um, one purpose of this project is to, it's kind of a uh, backup station where we would back up Stevensville and Graysonville if we had to take those substations out of service. 
um, and that's on Green Spring Road, just as you come all three of one there, around the, around the bend there. So basically it's for redundancy. It's a redundancy, yes. So do you own all of that? Did you buy that whole farm? We didn't buy the whole farm. We bought a, um, I, think that's, that's, I think that's about 10 acres in there that we purchased. And it goes back where you're doing the uh, lines behind that property also? <clears throat> yes, so we have a, um, we own the- um, That's an if, old railroad track, I think. If you go around the bend there, there's a, uh, a lane that goes up between the woods and the field. So we own the, the woods up to the uh, transmission lines. And that we purchased that uh, a number of years ago because um, we will have to bring our transmission lines into there to feed that substation. Yes. Any other questions? No. Um, this is our narrow substation, which you can see the, the progress is, is somewhat similar. Uh, the purpose of this substation is um, to actually replace our Graysonville substation there, which is kind of sitting in a swamp area and floods a significant amount of time. Uh, so we're, we're going to move it onto the other side of the, um, of the narrows there. And currently there are three feeders out of Graysonville. This new, this new substation will have five feeders. So that will reduce the customer, out, customer counts on each feeder and uh, shorten the uh, outage duration and outage lengths. So, so when this is operational, the Graysonville one will be dismantled? Graysonville one, we, we, I've heard, I'm not in that area, but I've heard it might be just used as a standby. Okay. But either way, we won't, there's older structures in there. It, it floods, it won't be, and there's a lot of customers off it. We won't have to depend upon it as a, as a, um, as a reliable power source. So these, the two that you've shown us, uh, is there any uh, mitigation with landscaping or trees, shrubs, you have to do any of that, or is that? Uh, yes, actually, if you look at the, there are a significant amount of trees out there at Queenstown. You can see the, all the new trees planted there on the hill behind the, uh, behind the building. Mm. And then there's a- um, there's on a, the Green Spring side? On the Green Spring side, there's a lot planted on the Green Spring side also. There's a, um, we have a retention pond out there, mm -hmm. and there's a lot planted around there. Uh, narrows also, they're not planted yet, but there is a, um, it might be three or four deep. I'll have to look at the site plan. No, that's just curious. I mean, you know, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. So because of concerns of flooding in that area, is it up a little bit? It looks like it's up three feet, four feet. The, uh, the building or the, or the grade? The, 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 uh, the building, so the building, the, uh, our, our circuits and our circuit breakers, everything in that building will be on the second floor. Okay. Yes. Because that got water during Isabel. Yes. Just letting you know. Okay. Any other questions? Mm -mm. Roll on. All right, a couple, um, just a few uh, reliability projects. One that we have ongoing, um, we are replacing our older vintage cable in Claiborne Landing uh, down there in the, in the Stevensville area. Um, it's just older cable that needs to be replaced. Um, then we have another one upcoming in the area. Um, Oyster Cove, that cable is, that job is, uh, we have, we are proposing to replace that. Uh, that is older uh, 1970s cable, I believe. And uh, we don't have a time frame for that due to a uh, shortage of material, transformers. Are these cable. both buried cables? Buried cables, okay. yes, underground cables, yes. Mm -hmm. um, and when you do that, there's no, no disruption to the public as far as service. 
there would be a, there would be a short disruption or outage when we cut over from the right. new equipment to the old right. equipment, but not nothing for an extended period of time. Yes. Okay. Well, those are the, the two main ones we have going on in the area. We also have our regular uh, new business customers that we're hooking up uh, Four Seasons, Perry's Retreat, and Fairmount down in Rutmacoke and whatnot. So where does your, I'm curious, where does the power come from to Y Mills? Uh, most of it, so there is a lot of the, uh, the power plants down the lower uh, eastern shore have been taken out of service. Most of it is coming, um, there's a power plant up there just north of the Pennsylvania line. Um, a couple of power plants over on the uh, on the New Jersey side, and then there's a uh, a natural gas plant in Wilmington. So nothing comes across the bay. Everything comes. No, nothing right. comes across the bay. Everything okay. comes down. Wow. Yeah. So what is it? Inquiring um, <laughs> minds. Uh, that twelve and a half miles. What, what's a project like that cost? It's. I think that one's in the tens of millions. Yes. All right. Wow. Yeah. There goes your bill. Yeah. Well, hey, I've never, never, knock on wood, I've never lost power for more than 15 minutes. So. Well, that's because you have a generator. No, it's because <laughs> I live right there next to the transmission lines. <laughs> so, so if they go out, everybody's in the dark. So, all right. Well, we're going to replace those with solar panels. Yeah. You'll be fine. <laughs> you don't do anything with that, do you? Uh, I'm involved on the, uh, on the technical side and are right. connecting them into the grid. Mm -hmm. Yes. So if someone puts up a solar farm and they want to go into your grid, do they have to pay to go into your grid? Yes, they would have, they would have to pay all costs associated with, with connecting into the grid. Is but once, there, once that's done, once the connection's done, there's no other fees? I'm not sure about yeah. that on our end, yes. You know roughly what that would cost? I know it depends on length and time and height, but just... The interconnection? Yeah. It, it really varies. I, I've done them from where it's, you know, for a smaller... A residential customer where they need to upgrade it could be a couple thousand to a larger array has been in the millions so there's a there's a wide range distance from the substation whatnot mm. okay any other questions guys mm -mm. good jack you're the electric guy here so yeah right. well appreciate you coming in thank you explaining thank you very that. much you know, yep. the public was wanting what was going on with all these things? minds did want to know. They want to know. Is this an upgrade? And a you know, the funny thing is, is when you guys started bringing in the equipment and laying down, they thought they were going to be widening Route 50 and to accommodate some mass residential projects that were going to be. Or some access road yeah. through there Facebook. or something. We probably should, yeah. probably should have had you guys come in before you started the project. Yeah. Well, you I know? tell you, that those, those crews are, they're on it. I mean. Especially the guys doing the caissons and the drilling and the... They're doing a good job. They're wow. running a little ahead of schedule at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Nice. I actually had an opportunity to meet a couple of them in the local restaurant. Great guy. An access road. Woo. Great guy. <laughs> They've used the bike pass before. That's they use right. that as an access yeah. road. It's a new mm -hmm. trail. Well, thank you very much. For thank you. Appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate the opportunity. The, uh, yep. Thank you. Presentation. Thank you. All right, commissioners, uh, we are just right about on schedule here. So next we have a public hearing on County Ordinance 2303. And this is the bill for the 10-year redistricting plan for Queen Anne's County for the county commissioner's voting districts. So we have uh, Patrick Thompson here to uh, chair the hearing. And I'll also mention we have uh, several members, including the, uh, the co-chairs of our committee. 
the redistricting, redistricting committee here um, in the audience as well. So thank you all for coming. Mr. Thompson? Ready? Yes, this sir. is the hearing being held by the County Commissioner of Queen Anne's County, April 25th, 2023, at 5.50 p.m. In, so. in the County Commissioner's meeting room, Liberty Building, 107 North Liberty Street, Central, Maryland, to receive public comments regarding the closed county ordinance number 23-03, a bill entitled Act Concerning the Decennial Redistricting Plan for Queen Anne's County for the purpose of establishing the geographic limits of the four county commissioner districts of Queen Anne's County based on the 2020 United States Senate Census. All persons who wish to comment on the proposed ordinance may do so at the hearing. Speakers will be limited to three minutes each. Written testimony of any length may be submitted on before the hearing date to the county commissioners. Copies of the proposed ordinance have been available in, in its entirety at the county commissioner's office. 107 North Liberty East Central Maryland during normal business hours. All hearing sites are accessible with disabilities. Sign language interpreting and system listening systems are available. Part of the record of proceeding will be a certificate of publication indicating that notice of tonight's hearing was published for two successive weeks in the Bay Times Record Observer. Both newspapers are general circulation in Queen Anne's County. And also the uh, report from the uh, Queen Anne's County Redistricting Committee, um, which had been previously submitted to the county commissioners. Um, Dean, do you? Sir, yeah, we signed up. We probably was. I think it's the two co chairs, right? You're on top. <laughs> <laughs> Is that okay? Do you mind, Patrick, if we do it together? So, um, so we were the co-chairs of the uh, redistricting committee. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm a Democrat, and she's a Republican. And uh, we worked together in a bipartisan fashion and submitted a report, which we presented in detail to you. And Mr. Thompson's already submitted it. So uh, I just want to say, first of all, thank you to the five of you for the service you provide. Being a county commissioner is hard. It's very difficult. I don't think a lot of folks understand it. So thank you for that. And I wanted to especially compliment Margie, Todd, and Beth. And Beth, who really staffed the committee, is like amazing. You guys <laughs> got a real yeah. gem there. But all of them are terrific. You got a really good staff, and they were very helpful throughout the process. Um, just one other thing, when we went through it, we were very cognizant of some of the key issues uh, that really needed to be looked at. We looked carefully at things like disparities, demographics, making sure that everything was equally and fairly spread across. And I think we felt very comfortable that not only keeping it the same made sense from a strategic, logical point of view. It actually is more fair than it was 10 years ago when it was done. Um, there is one technical piece of legislation that uh, the other uh, Mr. Thompson lawyer is working on with the election commission that will come forward to allow in 10 years someone to fix any problems that might arise that we wouldn't be able to fix. So you'll see that in the future. Uh, but obviously, I personally, and I think the committee strongly supports this action tonight to keep the lines the same and move forward. Ditto. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the group worked really well together, and you awesome. did a good job appointing us, I think. Appreciate so. it. Uh, yeah, good job much. to all of you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, did you, and uh, Mr. Legg and Mr. Arntz were also on the committee as well uh, as, as volunteers, and they didn't sign up, but I don't know if they want to say anything. Okay. You said it all. All right. Thank you. Very good. Thank you for all your hard work. Let's just vote on it. I don't have anyone else signed up. Is there any public comment with respect to? Ordinance 2303. 
Make a motion to adopt uh, County Ordinance 2303. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any other discussion? We'll close the comment period Thank you also. to the committee. <laughs> yeah, I want to thank the committee also. So, very good. All right, seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. Good there for another go. 10 years. Yep. Thank Actually, you. about five years. <laughs> you got to start back up. <laughs> thank you, Patrick. Yep, thanks. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. All right. So. Moving All right, on. Commissioners, we have uh, a second public hearing. Uh, this is for the uh, Community Development Block Grant hearing for the Sutlersville and Foxtown Senior Center roof replacement projects. We're a couple of minutes ahead of schedule. It's supposed to start at 6 o'clock, but I don't. There's no one signed up, I don't think. So. Right. Nobody signed up. Yeah. Go ahead. By the time you finish your thing, yeah, we, we can <laughs> Although this is kind of a repeat. We already had this hearing once. Right. We've got some additional grant money coming in, so we have to go through this exercise uh, one more time. Exactly. So, so thank you for that. But we did. We were able to get a little extra money, which allows us to cover uh, not only the senior center up in Southernville, but now Fox, the entire Foxtown apartment complex. So hopefully, this will be enough. And I spoke with the folks, and I I begged the folks of the state. I said, Do I have to have another hearing? To get this section they said yes so thank you but i also said is there any way i can shorten it and we shortened it a little bit so we're gonna we've shortened it so i'll go <laughs> ahead and get started if that's okay with you absolutely all, all right the purposes uh, public hearings update the community on the amendment to our original application for the community development block grant awarded through the maryland department of housing community development special programs the amendment to our original four hundred fifty thousand dollar grant award now includes an additional 200,000, bringing the total grant award to $650,000. The purpose of the amendment is to ensure that the Southersville Senior Center, along with the newly added Foxtown Senior Apartments, have safe and maintained facilities. We value your input and welcome citizens to provide their views on the amendment, as well as any other community economic development and housing needs that should be considered. A notice of public hearing was placed in with the Sunday Star Democrat prior to April 19, 2023, announcing that the public hearing was set for Tuesday, April 25, 2023 at 6 p.m. And public comment accepted that meeting held at the Liberty Building at 107 North Liberty Street, Centerville, Maryland. The public hearing will summarize the amendment and additional funds for the following projects. Queen Anne's County Sillersville Senior Center and Foxtown Senior Apartments roof replacement, $650,000. Overview of the project, Queen Anne's County Southernville Senior Center and Foxtown Senior Center Apartments Roof Replacement. Queen Anne's County Division of Housing and Community Services within the Department of Community Services plans to submit an application for funding to replace the roofs of the Southernville Senior Center and Foxtown Senior Apartments. The purpose of this project is to replace the current roof of the Southernville Senior Center and Foxtown Senior Apartments, which regularly experience water leakage due to damage or faulty areas of the roof. This replacement roof project will provide a permanent fix and mitigate any further leakage from the building's roofs. The project will ensure the safety of facility attendees and will allow the area agency on aging to continue running scheduled events and operations as usual. Public comments. We've now reached the public comment section of the public hearing. The hearing requires testimony to be heard from members of the community for projects. Comments will be limited to three minutes each. And Margie had nobody sign up. Nobody sign up. Would anybody like to speak? Seeing none, we'll close your little comment section. All right. 
And the next one we do is a motion. Yes, please. I make a motion to approve the Queen Anne's County Department of Community Services grant amendment to the Maryland Department of Housing and Community Development special project through the Community Development Block Grant Program for the Sutterfield Senior Center and Foxtown Senior Apartments roof replacement project at $650,000. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion on this? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. Five Mr. Thank Director, you, are you thinking uh, it'll go out for bid summertime? Yes, I think it'll. Um, the, oh, I forgot to mention the engineers have been great, but they have mentioned that they hope to put it out to bid soon, and then they're going to open it up to kind of. We have till next July to get it done. And they've suggested that if we give some more time in their response, it might bring some of the prices down on bids if they have more time to offer when they're going to do the actual work. So they could bid up to six hundred and fifty thousand, but it could be less. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Director. Very good. All right. You want to go on to some uh, new business? Or I believe uh, I believe I saw Mr. Bariano in the hallway. Is he out there? You did. He's he is there. here. Okay, we can just continue with the presentation. Okay. He's up sure. next. So sure, sure, sure. Uh, our next presenter is um, Bruce in. Queen Anne's County lobbyist, Mr. Bruce Bariano, and we have um, in your book. Oh, that's Patrick. Oh, that's Patrick. No, no, Patrick. no, no, no. Oh, that's Patrick. No, Mr. Bruce. I thought I saw. <laughs> You saw Patrick. I saw Patrick. Well, someone said they saw his car yeah, was down there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we can uh, pause we'll on that one until Mr. Bariano arrives. Uh, we can. Excuse me. Nothing. Okay. He could be asleep in his car. <laughs> we can continue with max yes. items if you want, commissioners. Yeah. That's, that's, that's uh, so, new business. We have uh, ten action items and two desk, desk items. If you want to turn to tab number three. We can uh, start with those. First one is the uh, old Centerville High School building envelope repair project. This is a this is a, a repeat item from last meeting. So we did receive bids uh, for the um, the old Board of Education administration building, Centerville High School, to replace all the windows. Bids ranged from about a, just under a million to 1.6. There were concerns about the cost of that, and uh, so our Department of Public Works staff went back and looked at some alternatives. Uh, be, one being uh, they recommend utilizing the state grant along with um, a one-to-one -one match with uh, local funds uh, for a total project investment of 500000 to re to replace seven of the unique, uniquely large individual original windows in the stairwells and then uh, make repairs to the slate roof focusing on the trouble areas including eaves hips valleys and the cupola so um, that's the, the revised scope of work and they would um, they would choose to you know bid that out with uh, specialized craftsmen like we're doing with the historic courthouse so if uh, if that's acceptable we would um, like a motion to reject all of the the bids for the complete window replacement it was 150 windows and then give the Department of Public Works authorization to move forward with this uh, revised scope. I move to reject all bids, cancel the old Centerville High School window replacement project, and authorize the Director of Public Works to execute on behalf of the County Commissioners contracts with craftsmen for historic window restoration and slate roof repair, the combined total of which may be up to 500000 Second. 
We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? Still not warm and fuzzy. Not even close. Yeah, not even close. But it pains me. <laughs> uh, this gives us an opportunity to uh, at least preserve the interior space, fix the roof, the windows, until we can come up with a suitable use yeah, for, the, uh, for the facility. Any other discussion? I, I just think it's, our original discussion a few weeks back on this was what the uncertainty of the future of the building and why the expense to the tune of anywhere from a million to yeah. a million and yeah. a half when we don't know exactly what's going to happen so it's it's use it or lose it right the 250 yeah mm -hmm. correct mm -hmm. yeah so it's really 250 taxpayers money but, uh, okay any other discussion seeing none all those in favor signify by saying aye aye, aye. opposed abstain 5-0 Thank you. There you go. Five L. Yeah. No. He was calling for. He oh, called, excuse me. I'm he sorry. called no abstain. He's both abstaining and in favor. Huh? Just say all in favor. <laughs> all right. Do you want to move into the presentations now? Or? Hold them up, Fave. Yes, right. Okay. Turning back to tab uh, six, we have uh, our next presenter. Queen County lobbyist, Mr. Bruce Bariano, for an update on the legislative session. Mr. Bariano? Afternoon, Bruce. How are you? Good evening. I brought my lawyer with me. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Pleasure to be uh, here. Attention during yeah. session, there was a lot of things. I know. There, there oh, that's it, right there. That's it. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. And again, I want to thank you for the privilege and the opportunity who have represented Queen Anne's County this past legislative session and uh, appreciate it very much. Um, uh, please ask me any questions that you want. I uh, 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 sent you some materials uh, before I go into that, and I, I know you have other agenda items, so I, I, will, I will be brief. Um, it uh, was a very unusual session. Um, they're all very different, but these, this one was particularly different. Um, uh, I, I felt it was an unsettled session, uh, a lot of new office holders, not only in the legislature, but, but some legislators uh, were going from the House to the Senate during the course of the session, so the committee assignments uh, were changed. Uh, there, there were a, a lot of new uh, statewide office holders uh, that were settling in and getting acclimated to Annapolis. It all happened pretty, pretty quickly. So. Uh, um, it was a session that uh, uh, did not, in my opinion, I'm not being critical, just just, uh, just did not have a real rhythm or, or settling aspect to them. Uh, it's a productive session. Uh, uh, if I can go over a couple of items that were on the final tracking list uh, for you, um, the uh, alcoholic beverage uh, residency bill you know, passed and uh, will be signed by the governor. I know you're, you are aware of that. The one uh, very good thing, which I'll admit candidly surprised me, was uh, House Bill 447, which was uh, by uh, Delegate Crosby from St. Mary's County. That would have impacted Queen Anne's County by changing dramatically the uh, redistricting uh, pattern and, and, and process uh, in this county, as well as some other counties. Uh, was introduced in the House, not in the Senate, had a hearing and just sat there all session and died with the end of the session. Uh, both Senator Hershey and I uh, watched it very, very carefully. Um, it just sat there and uh, just 
I didn't ask any questions. I just, you know, uh, but uh, that's very good news for Queen Anne's County. And um, <clears throat> I know we were concerned about it. And we had discussed it uh, previously. Uh, I wanted to point that, that out to you. Uh, another bill that passed by the speaker, House Bill 551 and Senate Bill 547, uh, deals with uh, the Office of Statewide Broadband and uh, doing a study on uh, further initiatives and, and uh, uh, activity in, in, in the broadband expansion area, which I know is particularly important to Queen Anne's County and, and to the Eastern Shore. Um, uh, House Bill 692 and Senate Bill 489 uh, was enrolled and was passed by the legislature uh, dealing with local government's ability uh, on, uh, on, on solar uh, energy and solar developments. And I worked very closely with MAKO uh, on that legislation. And it, uh, uh, I, I was trying to avoid it getting passed, but uh, uh, the way it worked out with all the parties that were involved, it was enacted, but it does preserve uh, the uh, necessity of local government uh, approving uh, permits uh, and the Public Service Commission not just overriding and, mm. and controlling that matter. I, I don't think it's good precedent. It concerns me uh, just generally. Uh, I, It'll probably uh, be back next year in some yeah. other form. Yeah, I, I, I They're going to they keep pecking be. away at it. Yeah. I, and I, please, I'm not being critical of MAKO. I, I really am not. I just would have taken a, a much uh, you know, stronger position because I, I just don't believe in the camel's nose under the tent. And uh, uh, we're talking about basic... Uh, uh, local powers that counties have and setbacks and vegetation and, and mm -hmm. the things that you all are very, very familiar with uh, in that regard. Um, uh, on that point, uh, Senate Bill 469 was passed, setting up a task force to study solar uh, incentives. Uh, that was passed and enrolled. I, I think that it should be watched and, and see what that, that study does and, 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 and comes, comes back with. Um, uh, also, what yeah, happened with the? Um, didn't they have one in for EV as well for the electrical vehicle? Did that one? I do not recall that. No, I can check into that. I thought there was one that was uh, kind of. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll check vein. into that. Yeah, I, I didn't hear anything, so I think it died. But just yeah. it'll be back. Uh, Senate Bill Twenty Four, which I sent out this morning. I apologize, I didn't get it to you sooner. I can send it out again. Uh, that did pass and has not been signed yet by the governor, but I bring to your attention on the latter part of the bill, starting on page 8, for those of you that, that re did receive it, I had my office email it this morning. It is setting up a, a commission, they have dubbed it TRAIN, uh, the Maryland Commission on Transportation Revenue and Infrastructure Needs. And I think it's something that should be watched. It is something that's going to cover bridges and roads and, and further infrastructure. Uh, it is set forth here, uh, a, a membership on there. So you might either through MAKO or otherwise uh, uh, want some representation on there. I, uh, it, it looks like it, it is going to be fairly balanced uh, in terms of the appointment of members on there. But it is, it is a, a, an entity that's going to come back that I think will have some, some stature with what recommendations and things they say. So, um, I mean, I've noted to, to follow it and watch it closely once it's formed, but I think through MAKO, I would uh, uh, 
Uh, I mean, it does allow for a MAKO representative, but I think there could be more than just a MAKO representative uh, on there. Uh, so I wanted to. So uh, would that be worth coming to the summer MAKO meeting and talking to them about that? Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, the, you, the, are, are you summer MAKO meeting. Well, I, I come to all the all okay. the. I, I always come respectfully. Uh, I always I've been coming to MML and MAKO for a good 35, 40 years at least, and uh, I'm there the entire time, and I. Um, uh, very much so, very much so. But even beforehand, uh, uh, I will let you know when this is signed by the governor. It has not been signed yet. There's still two more bill signing ceremonies uh, uh, coming up. Uh, but this is just a task force, Patrick. It's not. Mako's only going to have a representative. That's what I was saying. I think Jim. There's two rural spots on there. I think Jim should definitely apply for one yeah. of those. I just think it's something that. Not only affects the bridge, which I know is a major concern to Queen Anne's County, funding. but even other uh, infrastructure yeah. needs. Yeah, well, just and the funding portion yeah, of the it. Funding. They're going to look at the whole uh, the whole ball of wax, and I think it's something that uh, not only Mako, but but you all individually should be. And I'll I'll help you follow it and uh, I mean this keep is, in communication with you on it. This is all to answer the question of what happens when the gas tax goes away. Basically, when well, we got all electric possibly, cars. Possibly. What are you going to do, right? Because all our money yeah. comes from there now, that yeah. and titles and registrations. And while there's no language in here, but highway user funds should be part of the discussion in this commission. Well, that's the that's what I'm saying. That's the source. Right. What they're right. describing in there is your source of your HUR. So how that You're whatever they right. come back with is yeah. going to be critical and to the so, counties. Well, what else is going to be used in, in place of right. it? Or, or, right. Exactly. So that, that, I think that is a very important document. And then lastly, um, been working very actively uh, with uh, with your uh, able uh, uh, Mr. Moan uh, on the uh, on the property. As you know, the Board of Public Works uh, did uh, pass um, unanimously uh, authorizing you all to have the property, the only interested party, so you will get the property. I know there's been a lot of back and forth. I know you're in the midst of doing the appraisal, which is you know is necessary, but. Uh, I've been talking with uh, Dr. Charles Glass, who is the head of MES, and uh, um, he and I have a very close relationship. Um, uh, he has explained to me, and I say this, uh, you know, very sincerely. He's explained to me that um, um, uh, the the system is not going to be taken away from that property and sent down to Cheltenham. Uh, the department, the Department of Budget Management, will only pay for that if it's an entirely new system. So the realities are is a system that is in place uh, um, at the property here in Queen Anne's County will remain there. The membranes which are in storage will be taken out and, and, and put back to make the whole thing whole. Uh, uh, which, yeah, which and, and, and I mean the reality of it all is that they're not gonna put a new, they're not taking it away to, to put down in Cheltenham because uh, the funding on that DBM will not will not authorize the, the payment on that. So it, it's a cost uh, matter, uh, which I found out, uh, and I was very glad. Um, it will stay there, and uh, and it'll 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 the membranes will have to come back. The estimate that I am getting, uh, and I've I've seen the emails. I know there's a numbers rolling around, but the estimate I'm getting is that. The expense of that to the county uh, could be maybe uh, up to a quarter million dollars tops. Uh, um, 
I'm going to stay on. Um, that That's is, a bargain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, no. But and as you know, uh, the action of the Board of Public Works, there's no payment for the property. I right, mean, you right, saw yeah. the, the paperwork. Right. The, you know, I, I, if, if you all don't want it, I'll take the deal. You know what? <laughs> no, but seriously. Um, so. Um, uh, it's good just for the kitchen appliances, in there. I, I, I just want the trays, you know. There's all them trays over there. Yeah. The tray, <laughs> those, those, those trays, you know, they, they, uh -huh. they, they, oh, they, they'd be good on eBay. They really uh -huh. would. But uh, uh, so it'll, it'll make it quicker. It'll make it easier. There will not have to be a whole new construction. Uh, the membranes are in, uh, never been used. They're in storage. And uh, I'm told by Dr. Glass they can easily be brought back and, and put there. So I... Uh, I think the, the, the cost uh, will be very reasonable and minimal in the, the context of, uh, of everything. So uh, I'm staying on top of that. It's moving along. We're just going through the, the appraisals, which is required by, by law and procedure. And uh, it, it should be finalized in the next couple of months. Awesome. Bruce, whatever happened with the um, hotel, Lower Shores hotel tax that they wanted? That regretfully, I was going to bring that up, that okay. regretfully did not pass. And I know and I thank you on behalf of my other client, Ocean City, uh, for your cooperation in, in that regard. Uh, long story short, and frankly, it was just part of the characteristics of the, of the session, um, the, the uh, uh, bill came to the floor, the Senate floor, and a senator from Montgomery County made a whole big brouhaha about, you know, taxing uh, people from Montgomery County and increasing their taxes because they're going to Ocean City and all this stuff, even though Montgomery County is a larger room tax, a higher room tax. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Montgomery yeah. County yeah. Yeah. taxation. You know? Well, that's no, okay. Can, We're just going to have to check Montgomery County at the no, bridge, and, and they're, um, they're yeah. going to pay but a little bit more for the bridge now. That's he all. He was just I, upset because he didn't this. think uh, about um, it. Yeah. Mayor Mahan of Ocean City yeah. has spoken with the Senate President. And uh, legislation will be reintroduced next year, and I think it will be satisfactory and, and successful. It uh, came at a time, and just the, the whole um, the whole environment, uh, it ju just, uh, and it came in late and, and what have you. But uh, if, if you don't mind my saying, I know uh, Mayor Meehan is very appreciative of your and the other counties' cooperation in that regard. And as we all know, and I'm not saying this in a flip way, it's just enabling. You exactly. still have to have a whole right. process of, of public hearings and the public and everybody as to whether you're going to do something or, or, or not. So, um, um, yeah, you surprising because it was enabling that it didn't pass. Excuse me? I said surprising that it was just enabling that it didn't pass. That just well, and, and the other, other very upsetting thing, which I've seen more and more, and it really is very upsetting to me as just someone that's been involved in the legislative process, is the... Uh, uh, local legislation legislation prerogatives are are not being recognized or respected mm -hmm. like they have been in the past. <clears throat> I mean, if it's a local bill uh, uh, and really has no statewide application, it is passed. Here you had four local uh, code counties, and uh, it, it was ignored. And uh, not on the House side. The House side, you had Democrats and Republicans uh, voting for it, that bipartisan <clears throat> support. But uh, got stalled in the, in the Senate in that regard, and uh, but um, that's why they have other legislative sessions. We'll we'll get it done. We really will, and uh, um, appreciate that very much. Any questions I can answer on any other subjects or anything um, uh, to follow up? In the Sunday hunting, it never got out of the drawer either. Correct. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Can you tell us the uh, Secretary of Education yes. introduced a bill? Well, he didn't, but essentially 
taking away authority from the school boards to try to uh, make it statewide for kind of dictating to the school boards on what the policy would be via the state. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I, it, it didn't, uh, it, I don't think it passed. It did not, it did not. But you know they're gonna bring it up next year. I will, uh, I mean, I will make all sure. Of the, all of the superintendents and the school boards were against this on the Eastern Shore that I know. You're shaking your head, so you know what I'm talking about. Do you want to share anything? I'll, I'll, I'll make sure. I'll, I'll make sure that it's I, a big deal. I cover that very, very it's carefully next deal. session. So, but, but it, mandate. In other words, mandating the day-to-day -day operations. Not quite, but dictating to the local school boards. Uh, you know. Curriculum. Curriculum. It's programming and curriculum. Oh, okay. No. Thanks for bringing that to do that. Yeah, curriculum that we don't. Yeah. Want. You know, I'll make sure of that. It, 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 control needs to be in the local school boards, local county commissioners, not not a, bureau, a bureaucrat in the state government. Did uh, I'm just asking? Did, did Mako take a position or get involved in that? They uh, were. I don't know. I'll, I'll follow up on that. I'll no, because it would, would be. It wouldn't be. Would, yeah, it wouldn't have anything it's, to it's do with board, our autonomy. That's issue. with the board. So that. that Typically, when it gets into that, where it's MSDE or MABE or any of those are getting involved, MAKO won't jump into the fray, just like when the sheriff's associations and law enforcement get involved, they have their own groups. Stay out of those subject areas. Yeah, because okay. it's, it, it, you're not going to add anything to the conversation at that point. Yep. You have the experts. But the counties individually, such as you, you can get into it. But MABE and all, I mean, all the boards and all that did weigh in, they weighed in on it, so. Okay. I mean. So it, it, we were in the, we, uh, they'd have the Eastern Shore delegation meetings and everybody was against it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, second question. Uh, thank you for working with the Kent County Commissioner's lobbyist team. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you doing that, or they appreciate you doing that. So two is better than one. Yeah. I know. I know you fly solo. You know. No, I but I, 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 I really like to collaborate. Yeah. I believe very strongly in it. And one of the things that we're that we're really uh, uh, need to work on together is not just our two counties, but the surrounding five counties about the Whitsett Center. Yep. So. Um, we appreciate your support. I will continue that. to do and that. I, I, I know will. county administrator talked to you about that. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank I'm you. Happy to do that. Last question. Today, the governor signed in a, uh, a bill on, on um, election, on the election about texting in changes on a ballot. Are you familiar with that? Uh, the bill signing was yesterday. There were a number of election bills. Yeah. I, I am not. I yeah. will, Could you I'm, look honestly, into that? Yes, I will. Uh, the bill signing was yesterday, and I will. I will, and I have the bill list uh, back yeah. in my office. I will do that. I will get you a copy of it. And essentially, I will, I will look at it. the way I understand, it's kind of hard to believe that if you mail in a for a mail-in ballot and then make a mistake or, or change your mind or something like that, you, the, you the can, person can text in their change. Meaning on their phone, hmm. so you don't know who's you don't know whose phone it is. It has to be some. Yeah, it's got to be. You know, certain, it could you be know. your it could be your uncle, it could be your aunt, it could be your spouse changing your vote, changing your address via text. It makes zero sense. 
Well, maybe, though, as a lobbyist, I can get do-overs at the legislature. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just taking that uh, taking that, that, that premise, you know, I could say, uh, well, if you can text a change of how you voted, well, maybe we can, you know, no, but it's, uh, it, there, there needs to be certainty and finality. We could do uh, six-month early voting, too. I mean, that would yeah. be... There were, uh, there were quite a number of, I'm not being facetious or anything, quite a number of very peculiar and unusual bills that were passed. One bill that was passed, which has uh, not been signed yet by the governor, is you uh, cannot use the word, uh, throughout the Maryland Code, you cannot use the word inmate anymore. It's incarcerated individual. Oh, hmm. uh, the feeling that the term, the term inmate is uh, inappropriate. To me, it sounds more pleasant to me, you know? Someone's your mate, you know? There's just your inmate. I don't know. It sounds better to me. I guess things are changing. Um, any other questions? Any other questions? But thank you very much. I'll, Bruce, I, thank I, I you. Will Bruce. At, I will be at MAKO. Please do let me know. I mean, I'll be in touch. I, I speak to Todd uh, uh, regularly. But uh, uh, if you're going to have a, a transportation meeting at MAKO like we did last time. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, Definitely. And... Um, you know, I know, um, uh, I know Secretary Wiedefeld quite well. I've known him for a long period of time, so anything I can do in, in that regard. And I, I think it's good that Samantha Biddle, who was with Jim Porch, you, you know her, mm -hmm. has stayed on, and she's a Deputy uh, Secretary of the Department. She's not Chief of Staff. They've done some, you know, internal reorganization. And then lastly, to the best of my knowledge at the present time, I'm not guaranteeing this, but, you know, I try and find out for myself and to let my clients know. Um, I, I believe the, 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 the modal heads are, uh, they're, they're still, they're, not only are they there, but I think things are going well. Good. Which I think is, you know, I know is something of, of interest to all of you, really. So, uh, um, thank you very much and thank you thank for you, uh, another year ahead. Us. I appreciate that. Thank, thank you. you. Have a good evening. Thank you. Did you mention Toss? I'll follow up on it. No. Appreciate it. Yeah. Bruce, you didn't mention Toss? Well, uh, Come on. I didn't mention it because I know you're going to be there. <laughs> but yeah. I, uh, it's on my calendar. I, no, it's the, it's the 27th of, uh, of September. Uh -huh. And uh, uh, Governor Moore has already told me that he and the, first, and he and the, uh, he and the lieutenant governor will be there. In addition, uh, uh, former Governor Hogan and Board Rutherford will be there as well. Nice. Uh, I had lunch with the former governor uh, about a week or so ago, and as we sat down at the double T, as we're sitting down, he says, I'm going to be at Tours, Bruce. Don't worry, I'm going <laughs> to be there. So uh, he loves it. He's very excited. I think it'll be very honored and great uh, for, for him to be there. I did say, uh, uh, Governor Hogan, uh, I, I'm, I am going to have a sign-up, a campus sign-up, welcoming back you and Lieutenant Governor Rutherford, you know. But please understand, it will be below the larger sign welcoming uh, Governor Westmore. He said, I fully understand. I fully understand. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going sure. to have a very large crowd. And above and, that, we'll say, welcome, Commissioner Moran. We don't need a banner. No, we're, we're, I just needed the big crabs. That's we're, all. We're renaming the crab feast. It's going to be the Moran crab yeah. feast. Yeah, yeah. I got a water line here in Queen Anne's County, too. So, you know, it goes but seriously, whatever your needs are, I will uh, you know, park in and tables and what have you it's uh, it's great networking yeah. it really is and mm -hmm. I, I thank you all for doing that uh, take care okay thank you thank you very good thank good you to see you all all righty i want to leave with my lawyer okay there you go <laughs>
Okay, commissioners, we can uh, return to the uh, new business portion of the agenda. So we can go back to um, tab number three. And uh, we've, we've covered action item one. We have action item number two. And that is the Fire and EMS Commission Low SAP Point Systems and Bylaw Update. So that's on uh, tab three, uh, page. Uh, I move to approve the Queen Anne's County Fire and EMS Commission's bylaws and point system for active status. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? We don't have anything. We were here in case you had something. So, so for our TV audience, you just give the elevator version of exactly uh, what LOSAP program is and what it means to our volunteers. Uh, elevator version. Okay. Low Forty-five SAP seconds is a <laughs> it's a retirement program that the commissioner of the Queens County set up for us a few years ago, and uh, is to it's part of our recruitment and retention setup. Um, thanks to the commissioners and all the work that you all have done, we not only do we have the LOSAT program, which is a retirement benefit for those once you hit the age of 55, depending on the amount of years you have in, uh, you get a, a stipend every month. Um, and then there's also the property tax credit that for any volunteer after you become an active member for three years, it's up to $2,500 off your property taxes. And then uh, we also have, um, again, you guys did it all, we just asked for it. But uh, we also have life insurance on all of our members, active members, and all of our life members. So once you become a 20-year life member in Queen Anne's County, you have life insurance on you. Um, we have one company in our county that runs, that gets its uh, benefits from three different counties, which is Queen Anne Hillsborough. Mm -hmm. And we had a line of duty death in Queen Anne Hillsborough, one of their assistant chiefs. Mm -hmm. It also was a thing. And Commissioner Jack Wilson found out then that because it was a third, that only a third of their members had life insurance. Mm. So he brought it back to you guys and we made it possible. So everyone in that company has life insurance through us. Now, they don't have LOSAP. They have LOSAP depending on where they live, mm -hmm. whether it's Talbot, Carolina, or Queen Anne, but the life insurance Again, that's another feather in his cap that he went, he come to me and said, that's not right and we need to fix it. And we got the prices and you all fixed it. So thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was brought to his, our, his attention to me and you all agreed to do it, which made it real easy for us to do. So, you know, it's easy. <clears throat> we find, um, I find myself constantly reminding our citizens of Quinians County when we get into situations where we're dealing with our volunteer fire services. And again, I'll say, that if we had to go to a paid service, um, it, it would be a, um, a huge burden on our property owners as far as property taxes to pay for a paid volunteer service. And the fortunate thing for us is we have a lot of volunteers over here that live here that actually are career and paid firefighters on and other jurisdictions. So we're, we're not a not only are we blessed to have experienced firefighters, but ones that are willing to serve even when they get home. So we are very fortunate and we, and we can't thank you enough for the efforts that you guys go through to get that, not only the retention and come up with these great ideas for recruitment as well. So, and it's paying dividends. I, when I sent in on an actuarial uh, meeting 
last year when they came in, they said Queen Anne's County nationwide is one of the top counties in recruitment and retention. Since we've instituted some of these policies on the actuarial the side, volunteers. over a hundred, yeah. yeah, we put in over a hundred new volunteers. Sweet. And right. the beauty of it is a lot of them are under 20, 28-ish years old. Uh, people new coming from the Western Shore have moved here, are signing up to be volunteers. So it's, it's working. Yep. And, uh, we were Good. getting thin there, so. Yeah, I'd like, I guess, to see, I guess, I'd like to see some more kids signing up for our MIFRI training classes, you know. I know the numbers have declined a little bit. Maybe Do we when know? it comes to But our to student populations have declined. That's well, what you think yeah. about it. If you take it as a percentage, it's not our, that bad. Our biggest problem is, is if we don't, there are some stations that have them starting at 12 or 13 and 14 years old, which they're in middle school. Mm -hmm. And I found a lot of times, if you don't get them when they're in middle school, right. by the time they get to high school, when they're ready to go, they're playing sports, they're in after-school activities, right. and, and nothing against all that, but they can't put the priorities change a little bit. Right. Yeah, and they can't put the time in. They can't put the time So we go, in Solarsville, we go to the middle school and talk to the 7th and 8th graders and try to get them to come join the... But there's a group that we haven't attacked attached to yet and I'm working on how to do that and that's the Hispanic community because mm -hmm. up in our way we have a lot of Hispanic community and when there are things to be done like when we were working on the laundromat um, it was we were doing it to help the school out well the school principal and all sent out a thing to the teacher to the parents and the first day we went to go to school we did it like an hour and a half because I had like 30 of the Hispanic moms and dads show up and just, it was done. <laughs> I mean, wow. it was just that quick. And I'm working with a gentleman now to try to learn where to go to talk and, and get the right message out to them to, to let them know that it, they can join and be a part of the family as well. But hmm. it's still a work in progress. But it's a good idea, though. Very good. How many kids do we have in the career and technology uh, fire department, fire uh, EMS? What did he say last meeting? Ten? Less, yeah, less than a dozen. Yeah, yeah, less than a dozen. Less than a dozen. But, yeah. But but again, that's you know, we're down five percent in the schools. So if we're down five percent over there, it, it kind of makes sense. It's a balance, I think. I, I mean, yeah, you want to see more, but it can be a tough program too. Yeah. yeah, it got it got changed. Academically, can be tough. Yes, it got changed because it per, the first few classes had to have EMT, mm -hmm. and now they've changed it to EMR to make it easier. Make it easier for them to. to and get I did it. notice one of the big changes throughout is where you got rid of ambulance and just substituted EMS in to right. kind of make it more yes. holistic to what's yeah. nowadays. Instead of you know, yes. people don't even say ambulance anymore, do they? <laughs> Unless it's an old. Uh, <laughs> show on tv that's about it looking at you phil <laughs> i got your back i say it too <laughs> and i get corrected yeah we have, a motion so. and a second. we have a motion and a second yep. uh, we are voting to approve the queen anne's county fire and ems commission's bylaws and point systems for active status all those in favor signify by saying aye aye, aye. opposed so move thank you guys thank, thank you, guys. you. Appreciate appreciate it. It. thanks for your service thank you well everybody now Mr. Aaron, Mr. Faust, thank you very much. And this next one on the agenda is going to make guys. Heather happy. Right. I know that. <laughs> well, I thought we were tabling that. Yeah, are we tabling that? <laughs> are we tabling that because she's out of town or I'll something? i if, if looks could kill, you'd be dead right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> table this one. Who's making the motion? I uh, will. Um, 
I move to approve and sign the closeout agreement as presented for the Community Development Block Grant number MD11ED70 regarding Mattapique Industrial Park. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? Is this the one that we've been this trying to? This is the one. This is, this is the one Heather it has, has to send it, and, and we have to vote on every six months. And yeah, this goes back to 2011. But yeah. we did create 77 total new jobs. Yeah. We don't have to pay any money back, so right. we're we're all good. So I want to we're thank Heather yes. and Mike Clark back here too, because we worked hard with they worked hard with housing to, to and, get this done. Oh, and yeah. if I could bring this up, if Nicole can check on, I believe that now frees up 896 thousand dollars in escrow. That was held in escrow because of. She's not nodding one way or the other. She needs to check on that. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 put I, I it, we put it. We set it aside in case we had to pay it back. Right, but I think it went somewhere separate. So I may have an idea on what we could do with that now, since Heather has been I diligently said, working on it. So, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> she, you already have a use for that? Yeah, <laughs> shocker. But yeah, I, I, I know she it's never gives money back. We had to hold it back for if we didn't meet the jobs requirement. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Let's do it. Well, with that being said, we have a motion and a second. Any further discussion? Mm -mm. Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Are we going to have a contract burning sometime Somebody. in the near future? Got to sign Burn that, that thing, thing first. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. All right. Well, the next one's her, too. Yeah, the next is application to the Maryland Alcohol Manufacturing Fund. This is a grant application for 236000 we may not get that much, but can we get a motion on that? And we can I move to talk. approve the Queen Anne's County Economic and Tourism Development's application in the amount of $236,625 to the Maryland Alcohol Manufacturing Promotion Fund on behalf of the Queen Anne's County Brewers Coalition. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? Uh, this is a brand new fund. Um, it's called the Maryland, they call it MAPE for short. Um, it was established by Governor Moore's office. And uh, we're hoping to use this fund to support our Brewers at Coalition. So we have Patriot Acres, Caught Classic, Tenike, I'm quizzing myself, Bowling Goat, and then Big Truck, which is our newest one. And they're all worked together. They did the Brews with Benefits. Um, and we're looking to help them establish their branding and marketing to work together to bring um, people over here and you go visit all of them um, over time. And then if this is successful, we're then hoping to kind of take what we learn and reach out to our two wineries. We have Love Point and Casha Vineyards. Assure them, assure them whenever I'm out and about, I am bragging about our, our IPAs that come out of our county. Yeah, it is a big draw. And I was just at uh, MEDA, Maryland Economic Development Association, and this was a super hot topic. We don't envision getting the 236, but they, they, advocate, they advocated that we um, present our whole plan and we'll probably get pieces and phases if we're lucky enough because everybody's going after this to help support their uh, breweries and create new ones or, and distilleries and wineries too. Awesome. All right, well, we have a motion and a second on this item. Any other discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Abstain? So moved. Um, could you get with Gigi about, there were some questions this morning at the Kent Narrow Development Foundation as far as plans for moving the tourism office and where that's going. Okay. There I've, just seemed to be some uncertainty there. I've held off on any anything with that until the budget was approved. We have money in the budget, in remember? Budget, right. So I didn't mm -hmm. want to do that. Yeah, but just we what, but what we're going to do. Okay, we gotta approve the budget. All right. All right, thank you, Heather. Remember that's the... Uh, thank you. What you call it? All right, commissioners, uh, our next item is item number five on pages 29 through 34. 
And this is our annual housing bond allocation transfer for 2023. And this allows the State Department of Housing and Community Development to utilize our housing allocation uh, bond money um, to use that for uh, housing projects throughout Queen Anne's County and other jurisdictions. We've always complied with this uh, each each and every year, and it works out very well you know, for us. I move to approve that President Moran sign a transfer of allocation letter to the Department of Housing and Community Development as described and recommended by the Department of Community Services Housing Division. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. Five Okay, thank you, commissioners. Item number six is the uh, proposed draft FY 2024 citizens budget mailer. Uh, this is a letter that we would be uh, preparing to copy uh, 20,000, over 20,000 copies and sent out to the citizens, property owners of Queen Anne's County to summarize the FY 24 proposed county commissioner's budget. Can we get a motion? I move to approve the fiscal year 2024 citizens budget letter to be mailed to Queen Anne's County citizens. Sorry. Quite all right. I'll second so that. Second. D discussion. Chris, uh, did you? I, the only thing I would like to see, and I know it's probably too late to put it in a letter, but at least frame it in the budget hearings, is, the, is what the um, per pupil maintenance of effort is compared to the funding. Um, because I don't think it's spelled out. I think. And, and nothing against the Board of Ed for asking for the money had to. Obviously, it's, it's state mandated. But I think the average person is going to see the board or the education system asking for $5 million when in the past it's only been roughly two. What are we getting for $5 million? And, and somewhere it should be outlined to explain it because I just have a feeling we're going to wind up having to explain it more than we want to. And nowhere have we really put out there why. I know it says in there that it's Kerwin, but it doesn't explain why did we go from only having to put in 1.8 to 2 million to 5 million. It's, you know, to me it's not descriptive enough, and it's the big, biggest budget uh, increase in our budget in terms of percentage and all. So, is that something we can? I, I think we can work it more into the hearing because you yeah, typically at the hearings. beginning of the hearing you have it, not so much in the letter. You know what I mean? Okay, but sure. So you don't just, want to put it in the letter. It, it, I think it's going to be too long drawn out. People aren't going to read the whole thing anyway, but I'm just make, mentioning it now so we do get it into the hearing as to what the real purpose well, Nobody comes to the hearings at 20,000 letters. But it's at least on QAC TV. It'll, it'll be recorded. People you know, go back. To explain and it. it'll be read three times, so maybe they'll we can start recording. I agree. Okay. Because, I'll because I'm just, you know, and, and again, I've seen three other counties now frame it in their budget uh, that this would have been what it would have been if, if we had adhered to the real student population versus this is what we're doing and this is how much we're actually over over what we were required by the state to do. I just think that's important for people to understand. That. I think it's very important. That's why I, I think it would be better to put it with the letter. We can simplify it if we want to just talk about the, the per pupil allocation, what that would have been versus what, what the yeah, ask I just was. Think it, get it out there so people understand sure. what the I difference agree. is. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I think it should go in the letter. You, okay. you want them to know that the state is mandating this. Correct. Yeah. 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 Because I just think we're going to get a lot of fallout from people who, yeah. whether they support or don't support the education system, like, why did you give them more than you had to? Well, here's why because we had to. And next year, too. And next year and the year beyond that. Correct. Which I, mean, I did, it did make mention of the next three years in there. That it's a two page letter, and, and you got enough room in that second page, maybe to. He yeah, said we, he's got, got we got some white out. He yeah, we got, we got one. Okay. okay. All right. That's the only change I really saw. I can that. work on that. That's a valid point. Hmm. So we'll just, you want to. Uh, I'll make the motion to approve it as it, it is with, and then with, you know. As amended. 
as amended, yeah. 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 So, okay. so you're going to make a motion? Jack's going to make I'm a motion. I'm going to make a motion to amend it to add the information related to the education funding. And Second. Okay. And okay, now, so we vote on the amendment. Right. So uh, no, no further discussion. All those in favor of the amendment signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. Now we're going to vote on the bill, or excuse me, the, the motion. The original motion. As the original as motion. Amended. As amended. <laughs> All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. Okay. There you go. All right. Very good. Good margin. More work for you. That's right. No problem. We can, there you go. We can cover okay. that. No problem. Thank you, Commissioner. He's got Jane and she could give the number. She's right there. That's right. right. Yeah. Got Nicole. Yeah. Got them both right there. Get it done right now. Right. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Okay, commissioners, our next item, item number seven on page 41 is Board of Education transfer between major state categories. And this is a list of some transfers that the Board of Ed would like to make between the major state categories as listed. Special education to administration, 100000 That's to account for additional legal fees and printing costs. Um, instructional salaries and special education and maintenance to account for two maintenance workers and additional repairs that are needed and uh, transportation fixed charges over to transportation three hundred thousand dollars there to account for the increase in fuel costs okay um we do one at i'm yeah i move to uh approve budget amendment cc 40 or no i move to approve the transfers between the major state categories for the administration major category amount of one hundred thousand the maintenance major category amount of three hundred twenty thousand and the transportation major category amount of three hundred thousand second we have a motion and a second. Any discussion? I would just say that uh, Jane Towers is here tonight, too, if you have any questions for the, uh, for the Board of Education. Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. All right. all right. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Commissioners. Okay. Item number eight. We got a few budget amendments here. Item number eight is budget amendment CC42, also for the Board of Education, and this uh, Two-part amendment uh, transfers budget authority of $15,000 uh, from priority comprehensive building assessments to the Kent Island High School Energy Management System. Second part uh, removes budget authority of $205,437 from security upgrades and transfers that to the uh, Bayside Elementary Security Vestibule, the Kent Island High School Security Vestibule for the total of $205,437. I move to adopt Budget Amendment CC42, Board of Education. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? Are we just um, the budget authority for the 205000 for security upgrades, are we not doing those security upgrades and just transferring over to do these other security upgrades? Is that what that is? Or is that left over from the security upgrades and we're doing some more? Right. It had been a line item that had been extended. Jane, you got to come oh. up. Okay. Yeah, come on. Sorry. Uh -huh. Uh, the security upgrade line item was there over a couple of years, mm -hmm. so there became a need that we needed to address the security vestibule, so we asked to transfer it to those. But the, the, the money that that 205 was either all or a portion of some security upgrades that we had voted on in the, in the past, Absolutely. did they get done or they didn't get done? Um, I think it was left over from prior years that just kept adding to the So they did, they did get it done. It's just left over, and we're going to transfer it That's to do these other ones. Yes. Okay. I think it's like what we do with some of ours. Yeah. Right, which is fine. Yeah, that's cool. I just want to make sure that the original portion got done. All right, uh, we have a motion and a second on this item. Um, CC 42. CC 42. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved, Father. 
Thank, Thank you. you. Okay, commissioners, uh, our next budget amendment is item number nine, budget amendment CC44 from the Rural Maryland Economic Development. And this establishes budget authority for the uh, Maryland Rural Economic Development Grant we received uh, in the amount of $1,348,000. And that's from I move to adopt budget Council. amendment CC44, oh. Rural Maryland Economic Development Grant. Sweet. Second. We have a motion and a second. Uh, any discussion? Yeah, I was just, I was hoping Heather was still here. I looked at she had left. Um, I just wanted to get an update. From little I know, I think most of the projects are moving forward. I know the 4-H Park, we just had a meeting with them um, mm -hmm. and their board um, and the counties were pitching in on the stormwater management side. Yeah. So things are rolling. Um, a couple of projects have already been completed. They're just now, they'll get reimbursed now that we've given them mm -hmm. uh, budget authority. So um, I think, Chris, I, I think all of them have actually started, correct? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So it was 13 projects. Um, the biggest, you, obviously. Are they going to be done by the fair, you know, or? No. No, they're actually not even going to. The plan is right now they're not going to start any of the major renovations until after, after the after. fair because okay. it's just Makes too sense. much confusion. A lot yeah, more. I, I get yeah. it. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, we're voting on uh, CC44. 40, CC All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. Bye -bye. Okay. Thank you, commissioners. Item number 10 on page 44 is uh, Budget Amendment CC45, Chesapeake Heritage and Visitor Center. And this was a, a request from the DPW to take the remaining budget authority in the existing uh, Chesapeake Heritage and Visitor Center project and split it into two new projects, one for building repairs and one for the site improvements, uh, 105000 for building repairs and $707,352 for the site improvements. And that's just to split the two projects out so they could segregate those projects and, and the allocations for those. CC45. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? So is that enough funding? And the, the 105 is enough to do that job? And is, uh, is 707 enough to do that? Right? There's eight, other. Eight something's what they came at us with was a total last meeting, I think. There's other. There's other. Uh, amounts and funding sources in those projects. This is just to split these two out so there's enough for the building repairs and the site improvements. The site improvements are what we're doing now. That'll right. be starting very but soon. But it was like eight something, wasn't it, Tom? I thought it was um, eight hundred some thousand what they came. That was over no, it was over a million. It was over a million. The total was. Total. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of the project. Right. Right. And this is just a portion of the payments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's okay. Correct. All right, we have a motion to approve CC45. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. All right, Alrighty. that is everything in the book. So we have the two desk items next. Uh, desk item one is a request for a grant support letter from uh, the um, Friends of Y Mills, Mr. Champ McCulloch. McCulloch. Uh, they are seeking a $20,000 grant from the Maryland Historical Trust for various maintenance items and to shore up the, the um, erosion around the operating wheel at the old Y Mill in uh, Y Mills. I move to execute the grant support letter for the old Y mill. Second. Second. We have a motion and a second. Any discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? So moved. All right. And lastly, we have uh, a citation for green schools. And this is a tradition that was established back in 1999. Maryland Association of Environmental and Outdoor Recreation uh, requests um, a citation honoring three schools in Queen Anne's County. This year we have citations for uh, uh, Queen Anne's, um, excuse me, the um, 
Bayside Elementary, the Kent Island Elementary, and the Centerville Elementary School for their programming as uh, Maryland Green School initiatives. And I believe we have the citations, or Margie has those citations. I move to sign the citations for the Green Schools. Second. I have a motion and a second. Any discussions? Bayside's rolling because they got that big award a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? So moved. Okay. All right. Thank you, Commissioners. That is all of the uh, action items for new business this evening. We can uh, move into press and public comments if you want. Yes, sir. <coughs> Anybody sign up? You got a. <laughs> Anybody here to speak? online press and public comment nobody online nothing online no let's see if margie has anything nothing ma'am would you like to speak did you come we're pressing public comment now if there's anything anyone no, no? okay great all right thank you all right we'll close press and public comment round table who wants to go first four or one Okay. Got nothing. I got nothing. Horse got nothing. I, I, I just going to say, uh, I, hopefully the rain holds out for uh, Goodwill's big fundraiser this weekend for the cash bash. And uh, oh yeah, to see everybody the cash there. bash. So forgot about that. Other than that, now it's yeah, all's good. All right, Patrick, got anything? I just wanted to say how great of an event the. Uh, I don't want to steal your thunder. That's no, your, no, no, that's no, your no, job. No. I'll let you tell it. Yeah. I was sorry. It was very moving. I would like to know. What else they need from us? Financially, you mean? Yeah, and are, and land? Are they, you know, housing? I think they're, they're, they're housing yeah. things like that mm -hmm. for veterans. I got a building for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just down the street here. New, <laughs> yeah, fix the leaky <laughs> roof and a couple new windows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Yeah, Phil, you got anything? Uh, no. Very good. All right. Well, then, you know, uh, Chris, Patrick, and myself uh, want. Um, Saturday to uh, Libby's, where Walt Petrie uh, dedicated a Vietnam Memorial, the replica of the Vietnam Memorial, uh, to three fallen members of his unit in Vietnam. Uh, we had this uh, state's attorney, uh, attorney, attorney general there, excuse me, Br uh, Brown was there uh, to speak, and it was it was well done. It was uh, you know good to see, and also VAMSA, uh, an acronym for veterans and families. Uh, it's, it's always one that slips my mind, but uh, they started up uh, there also with uh, their, their capital fundraising campaign. Uh, they're there to serve veterans and their families. And uh, it looks like it's gonna be the first of its kind in the, in the United States. And uh, we're wishing them the best of luck and, and uh, hopefully they'll be able to roll on with that. And like Jack said, uh, Saturday is the cash bash for Centerville. So if you have the time, come out and uh, make a visit. And that's all I got. Motion to adjourn? So moved. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Thank you.